This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. The Big Interview with Offscript. We are in the company of a truly precocious talent in our studio, and I'm not talking about yourself, Chris, <laughs> or even Sonal Rapani. No. Nope. What had you done and accomplished at the age of 16? If you cast your mind back. You know what that I had far? done? This is my claim to fame. I had written a match report hmm? for CFAX. Right. Remember CFAX and Teletext? <laughs> yeah. Our, our guest will not remember <laughs> yeah. any of that. Yeah, that is very much before a, a our guest time. match report for Elgin City. That's for Elgin City. It's a terrible claim to fame, that. Uh, it's Basically nothing compared to our special I, guest. I had been um, a bunker raker at yes. my local club yeah. and been paid an absolute pittance to do it <laughs> for quite some time. Sonal? Yeah, I'd uh, read a fair bit of Harry Potter and watched some Star Wars. Right, That's okay. solid enough. Yeah. <laughs> so in our midst, we have someone who's not only continuing to maintain her education slash school career, but yeah. she's also turned professional and already won on the Ladies European Tour. Amazing. Not only not only winning it, but actually she's actually won twice on the Access Series at the Amundi Czech Ladies Challenge and then on the main tour itself, one of the biggest events on the Ladies European Tour and a Ramco Team Series event uh, where she defeated no less than uh, global superstar and Solheim Cup star Charlie Hull in a sudden death playoff when both of these guys finished their regulation play at minus 13. Um, It is the one and only Dubai resident, Kiara Neuer, and she joins us in studio now. Kiara, very good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? Very good, thank you. Very good. When you you hear that introduction, um, (laughs) does it sound a bit weird that you've accomplished all that by 16 or is this just, is this normal life for you? It's definitely weird because I don't think I think about this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I wake up, look in the mirror and go, oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Still Um, at school and then just two two wins under my belt already. Let me uh, answer this one, Kiara. Do you ever go on your Wikipedia page? Because we've been on that today looking at it thinking, does Kiara edit this? Does her dad do this? Have you ever been on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, I don't look at my Wikipedia page. Um, one of my friends pointed out that I had one. I didn't realise. Um, kind of cool. It's yeah. very cool. Kind of cool being able to Google yourself. A little weird too. Yeah. You were but, saying earlier that it's weird to watch you play, watch yeah. yourself play in the highlights package. Yeah, absolutely. That's like an out-of-body experience. Still not used to it. Really weird because I think self-awareness puts you in a different like spot. So mm. I think I'm like, composure and elegance like in one person then I look at the video I'm like oh (laughs) that's me (laughs) that's what I'm like I see um but yeah it's really really cool actually and it's kind of like a bird's eye view of actually what's going on so you have achieved so much it's a real pleasure I want to start there thank you for spending your time it's the festive period you could be anywhere this evening you're joining us here on off script what's a year you've had Kiara I just want to reiterate you're 16 years of age 16 year olds should not be doing what you're doing it's certainly not at the professional level how do you summarize how do you sum up what you have achieved over the course of the last 12 months um I mean it's definitely been a very strenuous year um a very long one and difficult season both mentally and physically so I think being able to pull through and being able to like I don't know go back to my my own core and being able to depend on myself in some of those tough situations has been really really beneficial um, it's been a season of a lot of hard work and a lot of stress and being able to compose myself in those really difficult situations and under that amount of pressure was really, really good. So I'm proud of myself, yeah. And talk to us about how you even started out realizing your passion for golf. When was the first time you picked up a golf club? So both my parents were keen golfers um, and I started playing golf when I was three, four, let's say. Um, I, I guess mom and dad, you know, they were down at the club and they took me down there, I guess, at some point. 
I honestly though was more interested in like building forts out of umbrellas, <laughs> towels. That was more down my avenue. And then eventually I saw the golf buggies. Now that was like a whole a other game story. That was game changing. Okay, like I was obsessed. So I went on the roof of those and the back and like in the middle. I was loving it. Um, but eventually that became a safety hazard and <laughs> they were like, let's give her a stick. Let's give her like a club she can hit people with. Um, no, but they gave me, I wanted to try my dad's club. I was like, oh, I can beat him easy, you know? Um, and I guess I fell in love with it. Right. The, the question to that is I can beat dad easy. I love that <laughs> being a dad myself. I absolutely love this. At what age were you when you did start beating dad? <clears throat> oh, I don't think he's going to admit to this. I think he's going to battle me down to like the moment and be like, oh, she still can't beat me. Um, I don't know. When did I start beating him? Well, I, I was like a... 12, 13, that young? Or are we talking only in the last few weeks? You've put me on the spot now. Oh, yeah, sure, last few weeks. That was funny. He'd <laughs> <laughs> love to be... you. Sure I'm sure he's a decent player. He's but... you. No, my dad was a really good golfer. My dad was a plus two handicap. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Had to stop playing, obviously, because he was supporting me, coaching me, getting me to where I needed to be. So he sadly had no time for himself. But um, I don't know. I'll say like 12, but I, but I, I won't... I don't know. I don't have it. We don't have a date. date. It. It's, yeah. not, it's not written on the wall no, somewhere. I, yeah, I didn't get like a, I don't know, I didn't get a sharpie. It's not a signed on the walls, no. 100 dirham bill <laughs> lying no. around or anything like that. Sorry to disappoint. And, and, and I mean, you, so your parents have obviously sacrificed a lot to yeah. help you get to where you've got to because it's pretty hard to continue doing all your educational stuff because I, I remember it's a long time ago, that was quite a full-time thing, yeah. going to school, whereas sure. you've obviously managed to turn pro and not just compete with the best players on the ladies european tour but win some events which is not easy really no, not easy, not easy. <laughs> and, and it must have been surprising as well how quickly it happened for you oh for me it almost felt like a very long time <laughs> um because it was just such a long season it felt like i played such a large capacity of events that like getting to the end of the season was like a final puff of like air and I made a joke with dad at the start of the season because I wasn't allowed to go to Q school because of age restrictions. So I had to get my card through the LET access. And I remember with dad, I was like, oh, imagine I get my card through LET access and then I win the last event of the year on the LET. That'd be so stupid, wouldn't it? And you did it. Look what I did. And wow. I was like, we were laughing our heads off about it, but trust me, I'm not complaining. No. Yeah. What? I mean, your mum and dad sacrificed a lot to get you to where you are today. Of course, it then comes down to you and your own hard work and dedication, etc. But you moved out to Dubai October 2020 with the simple reason being the weather and the facilities. Is that right? Yeah, literally. Um, I grew up in England, so for me, weather was always a really, really big issue. Um, I think everyone that's lived in England, been in England, knows the sun is a rare sighting, especially in the winter. So that for me was like a very big thing. And coming out here, having all like all year round perfect weather is amazing and beautiful conditions down at JGE and basically all golf courses in the UAE. So it's it's really, really beautiful being here. And you got out and you within a matter of weeks, you were playing your uh, first event as a professional, if I'm not mistaken, the ladies' Moonlight Classic. Was that the first time you'd played on the ladies' European tour as a pro? That was my ladies' European tour debut, but oh, I okay. was 14 as an amateur. So oh, okay. I, that was an amateur, yeah. That was, in, that was as an amateur. So was, what, what was that experience like? To, to move to a new country and then within a week or two already be, be participating in the flagship tournament? 
that was a really strange feeling, I think, because I had just come fresh out of lockdown. <laughs> so um, I think for me, like, that was a really, really big mental step just because, and I really struggled with it because for me, lockdown was such, like, a serene place. Yeah. Because, you know, coming from, like, the golfing world and traveling so much and school and, you know, the amateur world, I was, it was a really good time to just sit down and breathe and just refocus and reevaluate. And I was so serene during lockdown and then, like, I don't know, I got out there and I was like, oh, whew, what is pressure? Um, so it was, it was a really big shock to the system, but it was such a good lesson to learn and especially to learn it at 14 was really, really important. I think it's put me in this position to be able to go out there and win and deal with pressure. So big, big learning experience. Do you feel pressure, honestly speaking? 100%. I think everyone feels pressure. Um, I don't think I let it get to me or I try not to. <laughs> I'll say I'll try not to. But um, I think... Pressure is like an individual thing. I think we put pressure on ourselves. I don't think pressure is something that comes from the outside because you wouldn't feel it if it didn't come yeah, from yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but it's something we all have to deal with, whether minor or big. And I think, I mean, like Classic back in 2020 really, really taught me how to deal with that. Um, and I've managed to reflect and get to know myself better, see how I re like react under different situations, how I respond to pressured environments and how to almost combat, uh, combat those little weaknesses, mm -hmm. weak things, you know. And what about the pressure that you put on yourself? What is something that you are really striving to achieve? I mean, for me, I, well, over the last season, what I think I've done really well is just making sure that my head is in the right space. Because I think when I was younger, I used to think of like achievement only when I went into tournaments. I went, oh, I want to win this. No, I want to, no bad shots, you know, 25 under par per day. That was the goal. <laughs> um, but now I go into tournaments, I think of every shot as it comes. Every shot is the most important I can get that day make the best of myself on every day. Um, and I think I'm, I'm starting to put less pressure on myself. Um, I'm just trying to go out there, have fun, play good golf. But that good golf is usually re reflected by a really good mindset. So that's what I'm trying to do. You are a James First Point, and that is a free plug to all things James First Point <laughs> as students. So a big shout out to the, the teachers. And uh, you're, of course, mates down there. You're a student there first and foremost. You're a golfer second in a lot of ways. I mean, I look at you. Kiara, how the heck do you balance getting an education, which I know is important for yourself and your mum and dad, as well as striving to be the very best professional golfer you can be? How do you manage the two? I mean, first of all, there's always a saying that, like, I've said to my dad and my dad said to me a lot of the time, I'd be a better student if I wasn't playing golf, but I'd also be a better golfer if I wasn't a student. That's number one, I think. But, um, you know, golf is such an individual sport and it's such, I think, like, a emotionally and, like, psychologically advanced sport it teaches you how to be super like aware of yourself and you know what it takes to commit to something so I think that sort of pushed myself into school as well and made me a better student as well in that sense because I've had to learn how to sit down and, and commit to something and just put in the hours put in the work but um my school has a great program I get to leave school early three times a week which is really you amazing lucky so and so I know I know <laughs> you, you're the so. kind of person you do realize that when you walk out at midday people go oh, there she is yeah, yeah, yeah and my friends get a little mad at me because I leave like 10 minutes early after biology or something <laughs> but um no it's it's really really good for me and I get to have a really good balance of like being a student being a golfer but also being a teenager I think that's something that gets neglected quite a bit what was it like sitting in class after you'd won in Saudi Arabia was that a strange feeling because you have the euphoria of winning a ladies <laughs> European tour title and then you're in biology class <laughs> no, like two I, days later I think that's that's a really that's something I really crave actually that like normalcy because I feel like school I don't want to say it humbles you because I don't want to say I, that I'm floating around <laughs> yeah. like in ninth heaven or whatever it is but um no I think 
going back into school, having people treat you like a regular kid, like no one, I, I mean, they know me as the student. I don't think they, well, I mean. Did they comment on the win? Like, oh, well played, by the way. Yeah, they did. But like, <laughs> it's still, it's just like, you don't really think about it. It's like a side, like a side. Side comment. hustle. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, it's like a side comment. It's, yeah. Everyone's aware of it, but we try not to talk about it too much because I like being there and being a student. Um, and that's a good thing, you know, I think school lets me settle back into the right balance. You're not 17 until March, Kiara, so you're, you know, you're a 16-year-old woman. I mean, what do you enjoy doing away from school, <laughs> away from golf? Have you got time for anything else? Um, after Saudi, I had no time. I like, it was like breathing came scarce. But uh, <laughs> no, because um, that, that was a lot of work for me because I was coming back. I'd missed my mock, so I was studying for that. I literally got in the plane. Everyone was asking, oh, how'd you celebrate? I was like, I had a burger and I jumped in the plane. That's what I did. Um, I got my books out and studied on the plane. So it's really, yeah, I don't know how to describe it sometimes. Cause do you enjoy do you have friends? Do you go and chill with friends? Is yeah, that, no, 100%. You find time it was my best that. friend's birthday yesterday. So I, had a, I slept over at her house tonight. So that's where I've come from. But um, no, I have a really, really good balance, I think. And then with the school, obviously, that helps. And I try and see my friends as much as possible and just be a kid. Um, get lost from yeah. all the golf sometimes. Get lost from the pressure and all the competitiveness. Um, but yeah, it's a weird balance because on the golf course, I'm the boss. Yeah. You know, and then you go in school and everyone's like telling you what to do. Like, <laughs> teacher's like, oh, no no drinking, no standing. No, you got asked to go to the toilet. Um, yeah, weird environment sometimes. <laughs> How much time do you spend in a week on the golf course and playing golf? Um, I wish it was more, to be honest with you. Um, it probably would have been, it was more before my exams hit. I'm doing my GCSEs this year, which means obviously I've got to hit the books from time to time. Um, I'd love to avoid it sometimes, but um, it's life. It's part of life. Um, I'm down there at the golf course usually every day, but, you know, with gym work, with physio, it's like you're just trying to make sure that I'm healthy and that I almost maintain for a little bit and just work on, like, little things rather because I can't spend eight hours at the golf course no. anymore. If I do, you know, I'm, I'm going to flunk my GCSEs. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be happy with me no, if I do that. No, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to so, be happy with that. Yeah, it's just, like, I, I practice as much as I can, and my dad and I have said that so much, and it goes back to that quote, if I was not in school, I'd be a better golfer and vice versa. So... You know, there's some things I have to sacrifice and a little bit of time I have to sacrifice, but um, I try and make every minute out there count. Is it nice to almost slow down your ascent, if you like? Because there's often, you know, young, particularly in women's sport, you do see a lot of young athletes achieve something really, you know, almost, and then they, they struggle to get used to it almost. So to get, to get a better work balance life with school and stuff, does that... I guess what I'm trying you. to say is, yeah, is yeah. taking it nice, slow and steady yeah, better I mean, for you? Funny enough, my dad and I were saying I'm like a part-time professional golfer. That's mm. what we've said. Because it's like, it's almost like a, uh, like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like I'm, I'm there, but like I'm also like another person when yeah. I'm not on the golf course. And I think that's so important, like you were saying, just because I get to be myself and I get to slow things down. I get to breathe and I'm not all consumed by the golfing industry all the time, which is really good for me. But at the same time, you know, when I'm at school, sometimes I'm like, oh, I, want, you know, I need some adrenaline here. Um, I want to be out there competing. But, um, yeah, sacrifices have to be made and it's part of life. And that's what I enjoy. I guess the kind of natural question to that, Kiara, and it's actually something that Robbie mentioned before the break. We've seen young female stars in particular. I look at someone like Naomi Osaka in the world of tennis who very publicly has struggled with the attention, the adulation, married with social media, the press as well, and, and it's been a very public kind of battle, if you will. 
how do you manage a social media and how do you manage the kind of foibles that come with I guess being in the public eye um I mean I try and not forget who I am I think that's a very big thing I try and separate who like I don't want to say and try and separate who I like I present out there and who I am but like I try and just, you know, make sure that I don't let other people's opinions of myself fixate me too much. Um, I don't have Instagram on my phone. That's a big thing. Um, I've just got my private account on there so that I chat with my friends with. But um, no, I don't like being surrounded by that too much. But also, like, it's a weird thing. Like, I don't like too much words of affirmation. That might be, like, trauma-related of some sort. But um, no, I don't like people telling me, like, oh, you're great, because I feel like that doesn't get you improving. Okay, Julie, no was there a lot of his- Was there a lot of hysteria? <laughs> after your win well you know some people i find the comments quite funny sometimes because like people will be like oh major next year and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. like whoa. Let's, let's let's take a breather um <laughs> but you know people have been super 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 supportive and you know that means so much um and the support i've been able to be given the platform that i have is really really great and just being able to represent women's golf and show that you know we can do it and that we're cool too and that we're good athletes uh, is really really fun um but yeah i try and just like not think about it too much because I think at the end of the day if a comment is made that is maybe negative about me if it's coming from someone in my inner circle who knows me then that's something to consider if it's someone who's never met me then love it you know maybe I don't need to think about it too much fair enough fair enough that's a good attitude any young uh, boy young girl striving to be a success not just in sport but you know they're trying to find that balance kind of life lessons and bits of advice that you'd give them don't be afraid, uh, afraid to fail. That is my motto. That is my mantra. That is what I try and go by. That's what I think most of my success this season has come from. I used to be very reserved on the golf course. I used to be trying to think about what I wasn't trying to do. I'd be like, oh, don't miss it there, you know? So instead of saying, like, I want to hold this putt, I'd think, okay, well, I don't want to miss this. And although yeah. it's, like, the same message, I guess, you're still trying to hold the putt it's like a different perspective on things. And like, instead of like looking at every putt as if it was a tap in, I read a really interesting article by Lydia Ko, who's like a spokes, like who's a very great rest, a great representation, so I can't speak, representation of women's golf, I think in general, great example. Um, She released like a a letter back to 15, her 15 year old self. And in that she talks about how like she's changed and her outlook on the game has changed. But one of the key things that like struck me was she said putts when she was younger seemed so much easier to hold. And I think that shows like the mental aspect and like the mental journey of golf because it's so grueling at times. Yeah. Like you're the same person, but from day to day, from minute to minute, you can feel like an idiot and you can go to feeling like the absolute best person out there. So I think that she like that reading that has taught me so much. Now, like when I go on the golf course, I'm trying to think of just being able to achieve everything as if I can. Um, seeing everything as possible and if I do fail then I fail and I commit to that because it's not going to kill me nope. um, and just getting rid of failure and like the idea that failure is a bad thing because I think if you fail forwards that's a great great learning experience and in your playoff against Charlie obviously you're up against a really top player who's done it all at the very highest level and then golf can be quite gladiatorial in that sense because it's a sudden death playoff but then it is just you and your golf ball at the end of the day yeah. so what was your attitude in that particular playoff no I remember my dad um he was still on like the sidelines and he was like are you okay like how are you feeling like do you want to talk about anything like do you do you, do you need me to calm you down basically like Chris my caddy he was like you get it and I was like yeah I'm cool I'm, I'm calm because um I lost a playoff at the start of the year in my first elite Texas event finished second um, and that was a horrible experience. Don't recommend losing a playoff. <laughs> that is gut-wrenching, okay? Not fun at all. Um, and 
I learned so much from that and I learned so much about being patient and like that golf is not about you competing against other people it's you competing against the golf course and I think I used to look at that so differently I used to because so many of the best players will say that Mm. but I never really took that to heart I used to think oh I'm trying to beat this person but no like how they play has no impact on me like I still need to be able to do it regardless I'll tell you what Chiara you are speaking a lot of saints and you have done over the course of the last 40 minutes uh, from all of us here at Offscript uh, we want to just anoint you you are definitely our young sports person of the year there's no doubt about it given what you've achieved you're a credit to your mum and dad credit to yourself I always like to say that because you are listening to you over the course of the last 40 minutes another free plug for Jane's first point because you are a student there I'm sure all the guys are, and gals are listening this evening best of luck in 2023 what does the new year have in store for you um i mean we're sort of season planning obviously having to work around my gcc's a little bit which is annoying i would love to be out there for every event but uh, (laughs) i don't think that's going to (laughs) happen um so we're trying to play as many as i can before the gcc's kick off and before i like intense revision periods sort of hit but um yeah i'm it's looking like a february start in kenya and then we'll see where it goes from there obviously full schedule hasn't been released yet so as that comes out we'll be making more definite plans but i think first time playing majors next year is gonna be it's oh, gonna be yes. a super fun experience that's something i'm really looking forward don't to don't forget about us kiara okay <laughs> dubai <laughs> off script great to have kiara in with us the Off Script Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please do go ahead and click subscribe. You can also check out our other podcasts, Time Capsule or The Big Interview. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. 